You're listening to the Burke and Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast, the place I go to get my fantasy fulfilled. The best analysis, advice, and opinions on fantasy football that you can't find anywhere else. Let the fantasy begin. Hi, you're listening to Ms. Montalban. I'm here today to bring you the latest signings, injuries, and breaking news. Thank you for joining me. Let's get started. All right, jumping right into the news. Uh, Devontae Freeman spoke with the Eagles, went in for a visit. It's worth monitoring, especially if you're a Miles Sanders owner. Now, I don't think that takes away from Miles Sanders. I just think it's an insurance policy. Miles Sanders was out the first week. He does have somewhat of a lingering injury uh, history and they just want to be better prepared because we were obviously able to see what Boston Scott was able to do. He got hurt. So I think they're just trying to protect themselves and create some depth at that position. Anyways, going uh, into the biggest person that's going to be out this week, George Kittle. Uh, He's out with a knee. Could be a couple weeks. He's definitely not going to be there for the Jets. So if you have him in your lineup, definitely get him out, move on, and uh, you know keep him. Obviously, he's going to be coming back, but uh, that's a big blow to your fantasy football team, especially where you drafted him. Uh, Philip Lindsay is going to be out, so it's going to be the Melvin Gordon show. He has turf toe. I don't think that's significant, though, because you're not going to play anyone against the Steelers' defense. When Saquon Barkley only gets six yards, I don't have hope for anyone else doing uh, anything more significant, but it's definitely worth mon- monitoring for future matchups. So, uh, and, and Philip Lindsay is the running back I liked a little bit better than Gordon coming into the season. Alshon Jeffrey's still out. That's nothing new. He seems to be out every week, uh, but everyone else is in. So, uh, Rager, Deshaun Jackson. Uh, so everyone is relevant except for Jeffrey at this point. Moving along to. The Buccaneers, Chris Godwin has a concussion. He's doubtful unless, you know, a miracle happens where he passes the protocol. I don't see him playing, but uh, if you have him in your lineup, definitely pay attention and take note And uh, because more than likely you're going to have to find a replacement for him. Definitely a lot of options, though. You know, if you look at our waiver wire segment of who to pick up, there's, there's a lot of options out there for you. And Scotty Miller on his own team will probably see an increase in targets if that's the case. And actually, I think that uh, increases value for uh, Justin Watson. So moving along, Brandon Cooks with the quad. He's questionable. He was questionable last week. I think he plays. Titans, A.J. Brown is out with a knee. That's significant. It's looking like uh, Corey Davis is going to be the main receiving option. So his value just skyrocketed, for especially this week. He had a good first week. He becomes very relevant, and uh, if you, you're an A.J. Brown owner, get him out of your lineup, find replacement. I mean, you could probably pick up Corey Davis, and not that you'll get the uh, same production, but you'll get decent production, and uh, that's a big blow to that offense for the Titans. Jack Doyle is out. He hasn't been able to make it back. Um, Mo Alley cox I think, increases in value since... Uh, the tight end position in Indianapolis is taking kind of a hit. But uh, there's definitely a lot of tight ends to pivot from. You know, Logan Thomas is available in a lot of leagues. He'd be a great play if you are 
excuse me, dumping uh, Jack Doyle, which he should at this point because he's uh, been out two weeks in a row now. Golden Tate's still questionable. He didn't play week one. Hopefully he plays week two. Uh, I wouldn't be playing him at this point. Got to see uh, him come back and look healthy before he, you know, risk that play. Uh, Lions, Kenny Galladay's out with a hamstring. He didn't play the first week. He's not going to play the second week. If you drafted Kenny Galladay, you know, I had him ranked like fourth out of all the receivers this year. Was expecting big things. But he's not off to a great start. You know, when you're not available, uh, availability is a great uh, trait to have in the NFL. And if you're not on the field, you, you can't produce. And that seems to be the case so far with Galladay. It's really unfortunate because he's such a talent. And then uh, moving along to, man, trying to find some other. Uh, Justin Jackson's doubtful. He was, you know, had some early buzz, but it looks like Joshua Kelly is the uh, change of pace back. Going to be getting some of those short yardage touchdowns and. So I, I don't think anyone has Justin Jackson on their team. And if they did, they probably dropped him after the first week anyways. And I think that will uh, about do it for the, uh, the the key injuries and uh, for week two. Plan accordingly. And yeah, there's like I said, there's a lot of good options on the, on the waiver wire. Like Scotty Miller, uh, Marquez uh, Valdez-Scantling. Uh, I, I just, those are to name a few. If Paris Campbell's still out there, uh, pick him up. So uh, those would be my, my pivots that I would make if uh, you have a Galladay or um, a Godwin in this instance. And good luck. Who do I start this week? What's the point spread? What are the injuries? Should I bench this guy? I don't know what to do. Man. I just hope I win. The Burke and Ms. the Wiz Montalban Weekly Preview Starting now. Let's get started with our preview on this rainy Friday. It's been uh, great for all these fires we've been having, so very warranted. The uh, first game we're going to touch up on is the Washington football team at the Arizona Cardinals. don't know what to think about this. Cardinals are favored by seven. And that's kind of uh, brings me pause because I, I want to pick the red or sorry, the Washington football team to cover because that's just a lot of points and I'm not going to do it. I'm going to pick Arizona to, uh, you know, and I'm going to give up the seven points to it. To Washington, to Washington, and uh, sorry, I'm I'm like stuttering on Washington because I keep wanting to say their 
their uh, nickname that they no longer have. Anyway, uh, Kyler Murray, I think, is going to be dominant. It's going to be a big game for him. Uh, Christian Kirk, I think, bounces back. I think he has a better game. And obviously, DeAndre Hopkins, I don't think he misses a beat. Uh, Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds, I feel like it's starting to look a little bit more like a committee than what we expected. We figured it was going to be the Kenyon Drake show. Um, Chase Edmonds had too much action in that game against the 49ers to make me feel confident in Kenyon Drake. And so I, I think they both have pretty decent games, uh, which, you know, if, if you have uh, Chase Edmonds, he might be a good pickup option uh, if they continue to have the usage that they had in the first week of the season. But I think it's too early to tell. But I definitely would be starting both of them if I, if I had them. Uh, obviously, depending on what your other options are. On Dan, uh, Arnold, Dan Arnold on the, the tight end, he potentially could have a decent game too. I mean, the Eagles dominated uh, the Redskins at the tight end position. But again, the Eagles always dominate everybody at the tight end position. So it's too early to tell if that's just because Washington's bad at defending or the Eagles are just, you know, that's their main bread and butter on offense is to target them. So I'm not starting Dan Arnold. On the Washington side of the ball, I actually like a lot of options there. I think uh, Haskins has an okay day. Uh, Not uh, top, right around that 12, 13, 14 fringe because I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Arizona's going to be running a lot of offense, and Washington's going to have to try to keep up. So I think that equals a lot of plays, which might bring him into that category. And he's actually played pretty well that first week. I think he's a lot better than what people assumed. And I, again, you know, I said he was a rookie last year. And when he came back the second time, he looked decent. And he could be a good surprise, uh, you know, quarterback for the season. And, you know, I'm I'm not going to toot my own horn about it yet because it's only been one week. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Running back-wise, Gibson, Barber, Love, I don't know who is going to be the running back for the Redskins. Gibson's the most talented. I'm staying away from that. I'm not touching any of the running backs or starting them until you see more of how that plays out. And it's unfortunate because I really think Gibson is the best player. But uh, you got to convince the uh, Ron Rivera and the, the you know offense uh, offensive coordinator uh, uh, of that as well. So um, I'm not. Uh, I'm I'm out on all the running backs this week. Sims, I was big on him last week. I talked him up a little bit too much. He he didn't do bad though, and he was targeted. So I think he definitely is a start option this week against Arizona. And same with uh, Terry McLaurin. I think he's still obviously an option that you need to play and run out there and could have a decent game. I get that he's up probably against Patrick Peterson, but I think Patrick Peterson's a little bit overrated. Uh, in regards to, I, I still think receivers can get uh, have a decent day against him. And uh, it's not someone that I would shy away from, you know, a receiver covering or a receiver uh, playing against if I had him for fantasy football. So uh, the big key, I think, is Logan Thomas. I think he has a huge game. And Arizona actually looks like they're ranked pretty well against the tight end. But, of course, they played the Niners last week. And Kittle got hurt, and Reed only had a couple targets, but uh, they completed most of the passes to the tight end position. So uh, having said that, I don't think that uh, 
Arizona's defense has, has changed much in that regard yet. Um, we'll see how Simmons is able to, uh, you know, make up for that. But he's, again, a rookie. So I'm all over Logan Thomas. I think he has a huge game for the Redskins, and he could be a, uh, a prime candidate uh, in this matchup to score a lot of points and touchdowns. We'll, uh, I like the way it was used the uh, first week of the, the season. And he could be kind of like the Darren Waller type that we had last season. We'll see, but uh, he he's definitely uh, he's definitely their number one tight end. He's definitely being used in the uh, offensive game plan. So uh, having said that, Cardinals I think win by seven, just because they have a lot more weapons. I'm not sold on Washington's defense. Of course, I'm not sold on Arizona's defense either. So. Uh, Barely cover. This next game, the Los Angeles Chargers are at home against the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Chiefs are favored by eight and a half points away, you know, going to Los Angeles. But I think they cover it. And uh, that's a lot of points to say that they cover. But if you saw Kansas City's offense on that Thursday night game, they're pretty dynamic, and, and the Texans aren't necessarily a slouch defense by any means. And I do like the Chargers' defense. I mean, I, I know they're hurt by Derwin James not being there, but that offense is just so atrocious. Um, I, I I don't think they're going anywhere. I, I don't see the Los Angeles Chargers winning too many more games, actually. So, uh, you know, when, you, when you're only able to score 16 points against the Bengals, uh, and the way Cleveland just annihilated that defense, it just makes me pause a little bit. So take Kansas City, give up the eight and a half points. I think they cover it easily. Um, Patrick Mahomes is a, definitely a start. He uh, needs to be played in all formats. I think he has a great game. Um, I don't think he's a top five quarterback, but I definitely think he's a, a top ten quarterback. So outside of Kansas City, we have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who I think is a must-start as well. And then Tyreek Hill, I, I don't think he's a must-start. I think it's a tough matchup. I mean, you're playing him because he's in your like you know your top receiver that you drafted, uh, but don't expect a huge game from him. I really think this could be a great game for McCole Hardman, uh, Travis Kelsey. I think it has a big game. Sammy Watkins, you try to trade him. He had that big first week again where he scored and you know got some yards, and I, I think that's the end of Sammy Watkins. We've been fooled too many times, and that's usually the pattern. So I'm just going off of history on that. So uh, McCole Hardman, Travis Kelsey, Ed, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and uh, Patrick Mahomes are who you should be starting in this matchup. On the Charger side of the ball, I really like Austin Eckler a lot. I just think, you know, catching the ball, running the ball, uh, he can do it all. And against Kansas City, they're not necessarily that dynamic in stopping the running back. So you need to stop or start Austin Eckler for sure. Mike Williams actually had a really good first week. Uh, which was surprising. He was targeted way more than Keenan Allen, but I'm, I'll be honest, I'm staying away from both receivers till I see more from Tyrod Taylor. Uh, when he's able to incorporate them into the offense more, and uh, I was just really disappointed in that offense. So I don't have any faith in, uh, I don't have faith in Tyrod Taylor this week. I don't have faith in the receivers. I'd be benching all of them. I see Tyrod Taylor outside of the, you know, the top 20 to be honest. So stay away from him. Uh, Hunter Henry, I do like. Kansas City's, you know, they, they can give up points to the tight end. So if you have Hunter Henry, he might be a good play here. 
Our next game is Baltimore at Houston. And the Ravens are favored by six and a half. And I know I bombed on picking the Ravens to beat Cleveland last week, but I am also, I guess I'm doubling down on it because I'm picking the Texans to cover the spread. I just think they're at home. They're, you know, this is sometimes the game that the Houston wins. They, you know, they have some confounding losses. Not saying that uh, the week, their first week against Kansas City was like a, a bad loss by any means, but uh, Houston does get these wins against some pretty good opponents and then gets these losses against inferior opponents. Um, I don't think they win, but I do think they cover the spread. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, Lamar Jackson, you need to start him. I don't think he has the week that he had the first week, but uh, he'll be solid. He's definitely top 12 quarterback, and he's your one of your top picks, so you're, you're playing him. I don't like the receivers in this one very much. I Hollywood Brown, I, I think it's targeted a lot. I just don't think, you know, he, he might get some yards. I don't think he scores. So what, like five catches, 61-yard type deal. Miles Boykin on the other side, I don't like. Willie Sneed, he actually had a good matchup, so I'm not surprised he had a good week. Uh, against Houston, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to pick Willie Sneed to have a huge game or, you know, rave about him so much saying you need to start him. He could do well. He, he might not, but you're probably not starting him or he, he's probably not even on anyone's roster. So uh, it's kind of a mute point at this point to talk about. If you do have him on your roster, uh, I would pivot to other receivers. And, you know, Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, it was, uh, you expected Mark Ingram to have a a pretty big game against Cleveland, and he didn't. It was more of J.K. Dobbins with the touchdowns. And I'm nervous if I own Mark Ingram at this point. If if you have Mark Ingram, uh, he's a scary play, and he's a scary play this week, so... I mean, I think you're going to be playing him, but I'd be nervous about it, and I'm not sure he produces. And same with J.K. Dobbins in this matchup. You know, he he had those two touchdowns, and that kind of carried his, you know, stat-wise for fantasy really helped out. But, you know, fantasy football, we're not in the game to predict touchdowns. We're in the uh, game of predicting usage and opportunities. And I just feel like, you know, J.K. Dobbins – and Mark Ingram are kind of cancel each other out in this one, unfortunately. Mark Andrews, gotta love Mark Andrews. I would play him all day long. Doesn't matter who his matchup is. I think he has a good game. But uh, you know that's that's tough to say. Just you know Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews as your owners only starters for the Ravens when they have such a dynamic offense. Uh, on the other side of the ball, I I don't like anybody really. Uh, Ravens have a really good defense. I, I think they, you know, David Johnson, I think they shut him down. I think this is one of David Johnson's not-so-good games. And, you know, Deshaun Watson, uh, as much as I like him, I, I don't think he has a good week just because, you know, trying to throw to, uh, I don't know, Kenny Stills, who hasn't even been, you know, didn't play much the first week. Uh, Will Fuller, I mean, Will Fuller was targeted a lot. But uh, 
against, you know, when you have Peters and Humphrey and Jimmy Smith, those are three really good corners. And so I just think that cancels out Fuller, Cooks, and Cobb. I, I just don't see how uh, there's enough production there against those guys consistently. Now, one of them can score and, and make something out of their week, but again, I don't want to predict that. So I'm out on the, uh, the Houston Texans receivers. Uh, Aikens was a, you know, he did a lot at the tight end position for them last week. I, I think that could uh, continue. I, I think he can have a, a decent week uh, because Watson's not going to have anyone else really to throw to. So, unfortunately, that's where we're at in this one. I'm, I'm not really high on a lot of people. Uh, Jackson and Andrews and, you know, Watson, you're, you're going to play because he's a, a top-tier quarterback, but... Uh, Temper your expectations on this one. I don't think it's as high scoring as uh, what it could be or what people think it will be. For the Sunday night game, we have New England Patriots at the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle's favored by four points at home. I definitely am picking Seattle to, to cover, giving up the four points. I just think that New England played Miami last week, and they didn't look that great doing it. I mean, they won. Uh, I just felt like their offense could be more dynamic. And against Seattle, you know, Seattle's offense did look dynamic. And I, I, I expect Seattle to, to cover that. Uh, from a fantasy football perspective on New England, not really high on anybody, to be honest. Cam Newton, I, I don't like this matchup. And I don't, you know, James White maybe coming out of the backfield, getting some targets, some carries. Um, that's that's really about it. I, I don't like Sony Michelle in this matchup at all. And with New England, you never know who the back's going to be. You know they use so many different backs for different situations. That in this matchup, there's there's nothing that intrigues me. Like like I said, James White potentially uh, could probably have the best day, but not enough for me to feel confident in starting him. Ryan Izzo's a tight end. Seattle's horrible against the tight end. Except for they did pretty well against Hayden Hurst uh, week one. I thought Hayden Hurst was going to have a, a better game, and he didn't. So I'm uh, New England doesn't use their tight ends because they don't have a dynamic tight end like they used to. So that's the good thing about New England is they don't force feed matchups if they don't have a good option there. And I don't see them having a good option with Izzo. So I will also say that uh, I'm not really that big on uh, – Keneal or Nikhil Harry or Julian Edelman. Uh, probably Edelman out of the three because he plays in the slot and he's going to be force fed a lot of targets. So out of all of them, I, I guess Edelman. But uh, Demir Bird, I think, is could be a sleeper because I do like his steep speed. I thought uh, he was underutilized in Arizona. But yeah, I'm not starting anyone, to be honest. I, I just don't like these matchups. And, you know, potentially I'm starting Edelman as like a third receiver or flex type option, but that's it. On Seattle's side of the ball, uh, I'll be honest, there's not a ton that I – well, uh, there is a lot I like. I take it back. I, I would start Russell Wilson because it's Russell Wilson. You're not benching him. Chris Carson, I think, has a big week. New England uh, definitely didn't do as well against the running back position at the end of the, the season last year. And, you know, Miami, with all their running backs, you know, if you accumulate all their stats together, it was a pretty decent week for the running backs. And I think that work all goes to Chris Carson. So he has a good week. Greg Olson, 
I think Greg Olson has a great week. And then, you know, I'm looking at the receivers. I think Tyler Lockett doesn't. The good the one thing about Bill Belichick is, uh, you know, he's good at eliminating their best uh, option, their best weapon, and making everyone else beat you. And in this case, it's Tyler Lockett. So I think they kind of clamp him down a little bit. But I think that opens it up for DK Metcalf. And I think DK Metcalf has a pretty decent game. So outside of Lockett, um, you can pretty much start everyone with a, a little bit of confidence that they're going to be a good play. And, and it's sad to say that because New England is historically a good defense. But again, I just think with the opt-outs and, and everything that everything that's uh, going on, that uh, there's going to be some good plays for Seattle, and they win the game. And the final game, the Monday night game, it's the New Orleans Saints at Las Vegas Raiders. And this is a home game like none other for the Las Vegas Raiders. It's their very first game ever in Las Vegas. And they're not going to have any fans or the spectacle that Vegas usually brings to uh, ring in the occasion. But the uh, Saints are five-and-a-half-point favorites, and I think they cover the spread just because that offense is so dynamic and kind of saw what Carolina was able to do to the Raiders defense and I think the Saints can do worse and I feel like the Saints have a better defense than Carolina did so uh, from a fantasy perspective I'm starting Hunter Renfro I'm starting Darren Waller I'm starting Josh Jacobs although I don't think he has an amazing week I, I don't think he wins you your, your week by his uh, performance but uh, he's one of the top running backs so you need to play him Derek Carr is definitely not an option in this one I just don't feel like he has a you know, he has a top 15 performance. I think he's just outside of that top 15. And uh, I'm, I'm not big on Henry Ruggs. And actually, I, I like Brian Edwards a little bit more because I think they're going to focus a lot more on, on Henry Ruggs than Brian Edwards. So uh, I think Edwards out-targets Ruggs. And, but having said that, I'm not comfortable starting Edwards in this one. On the Saints side of the ball, I like a whole lot of things. You know, Michael Thomas is hurt. There's rumors that he might play, but he's not playing. I, I, you know, Emmanuel Sanders is going to take up some of those targets. Traquan Smith might be a viable option. He'll take up some of those targets. Uh, so I think you need to start Emmanuel Sanders for sure. Traquan Smith, I don't think he's startable, but I think he's uh, in the discussion if you're really hurting for a flex person. Um, Jared Cook, for sure. I mean, the Raiders are horrible at tight end, so Jared Cook is a great option to play. I think he's going to have a really good game. And Alvin Kamara, I think he takes up most of those targets that Michael Thomas has. He's a dynamic playmaker in the run, the running game and the passing game. And he's going to get a lot of yards through the air as well as on the ground. And you, Alvin Kamara, you're starting him anyways, but he's going to have a good game. Drew Brees, I think, has a great game with all those uh, options that he has, uh, all the weapons around the offense. And... Uh, you know, Taysom Hill might even have a decent game. Uh, I I think this is a game where he can surprise and, and do, uh, you know, if you have him in that tight end spot, he could be a decent tight end option. Maybe get some of those goal line carries. Latavius Murray is kind of scary to me. He's like those guys you play because you have no other options. You have injuries and bye, and you put him in there. Because even with good matchups, you're not sure how much he's going to be utilized or if he'll get those goal line carries. So... Uh, that's really, if he, if he's on your roster, that's what you're using him for. So I do not like him in this one. I really 
feel like it's going to be a good game, though, an entertaining game. And I think the Saints cover the spread and, uh, again, win the game. It is that time for the FanDuel lineup of the week. Trying to earn you guys some money. Last week didn't pan out, but uh, I'm not discouraged. I think uh, this is a really good lineup that will uh, get you in the money. And let's get started on it. My uh, first spot is at quarterback. And this is someone that is $8,300. So kind of expensive at the quarterback position, but I think it's worth it. Because they are playing the Atlanta secondary. And if you saw what Russell Wilson did last week against them, I'm just as confident in Dak Prescott to uh, do kind of the same thing. So I have Dak Prescott in that quarterback spot. And again, spending a little bit on it, but I really like that matchup and, and think that's the, you know, the matchup worth uh, going with. My first running back spot, this is a little bit trickier, but all news reports is this person is at 100%. I tried to go with them last week. He has a good matchup this week as well, and it is Miles Sanders against the Los Angeles Rams. I, you know, the Rams are, you know, had a tough week against Ezekiel Elliott, and I I do like their defensive line, of course, but I, I think, you know, they're, especially defending the uh, the running back in the passing game, Miles Sanders ex- uh, excels at that, and he's just a good running back, and with uh, Boston Scott getting hurt last week, I think, you know, Miles Sanders is going to be the, the main show uh, this week, and he's worth putting in your lineup just for volume purposes. So he's at $6,800, so I like the value there too. And uh, he's my first running back. My second running back, and this is another expensive play, but it's uh, Derrick Henry at $8,300. He's playing Jacksonville, and Jacksonville is just horrid against the run. Not as bad as Carolina, but but pretty close. And, you know, they played Indianapolis the uh, first week, and the running backs had pretty good production if you count all three of them together, uh, Mack, Hines, and Taylor. So that's all going to go to Derrick Henry, and I think he has a just monster game. And if you look at Derrick Henry's track record against Jacksonville, he just dominates Jacksonville. Like, dominates. He has, you know, twice last year he just had, like, you know, that 200-yard game and uh, he had that like what eighty something yard run. He just has great games against Jacksonville, so I want to ride that momentum and, and put him in my lineup. At the first receiver spot, this is uh, this person's at six thousand dollars even, and it is Michael Gallup. I like to put my quarterback with a re- receiving option, whether it's tight end or receiver, and I do like Amari Cooper this week, and he's at home, so. He Definitely Amari Cooper could be the blow-up player, but Gallup is a lot cheaper, and stats are usually similar. So I'm banking on maybe him to have more of the blow-up game than Amari Cooper, and I trust Gallup a little bit more to be consistent than Amari Cooper. So he's my pick there as my first receiver. My second receiver is Devontae Adams against Detroit. Detroit is just horrible at stopping the pass. They don't have any cornerbacks that I feel is can be effective against Devontae Adams for sure. Devontae Adams had like an insane amount of targets last week. I think like 18, 16, 18 targets. I would have to look that up. But uh, I don't see that changing this week against Detroit. And he's an expensive option too at 8600 but I think he's worth it. And uh, I'm definitely going with Devontae Adams in, 
as a, a receiving option. My third one is really cheap, $5,300. Playing one of the worst secondaries in the league after the first week in Minnesota. This is Paris Campbell. I liked his usage last week. I, I mean, Michael Pittman got some usage as well, but I think at this point, Paris Campbell's a more dynamic player, and he's could potentially have a breakout. So why not take advantage of that potential breakout then, uh, and, and play Paris Campbell? I Again, this is $5,300, fits into my budget, and I feel like he has the most upside in that price range. At tight end, I have Logan Thomas, and I know I'm dipping back into the Arizona Cardinal, uh, I guess, well with uh, how bad they are at defending the tight end position. You know, I think Kittle would have done better if he didn't get hurt. I think that hurt, uh, or that helped Arizona stats a little bit that first week. But uh, Logan Thomas is, you know, he's a was an intriguing part of their offense the first week. I think that continues. Arizona's not good at defending the tight end. So I think Logan Thomas can have a huge week, especially because I'm not as high on the receivers having a big week against Arizona, you know, with Patrick Peterson. So I... I'm on board with uh, a Logan Thomas breakout game this week, and at $4,700, you know, I was thinking of Jordan Reed to, to replace Kittle, but he's actually more expensive than Logan Thomas, and I like the potential of Logan Thomas a lot more. So moving on to the flex position, I have Austin Eckler against Kansas City. I put him in there because Kansas City's not that great against defending the running back position. David Johnson had a great game despite their loss last week, and I think Eckler's more dynamic than David Johnson, and they're going to be behind most of the game. So uh, they're going to be passing, and no one catches the ball out of the backfield like Eckler. So I think there's a lot of value in just you know receiving, and he's going to be part of the game plan throughout, whether they're ahead or they're behind. So that gives me some confidence. He's at $6,900. I like that value there. I'm going with Eckler because then it gives me my chance to play my number one defense, and there's actually a lot of defenses I like. I like Pittsburgh. I like Buffalo. Those were my kind of back and forth I was going with. But then I had enough space to put in the 49ers. And I definitely, uh, at 5000 uh, it gives me about 100 left in salary. I'm picking the 49ers because they're playing a Jets offense that is out all their receivers. I mean, basically you have Brashard Perriman, Chris Hogan, and Braxton Berrios and Frank Gore. Those are your weapons around you. And I think it's going to be rough sledding for Sam Darnold. I get that uh, Richard Sherman's on IR that we talked about in our breaking news, but I don't think that affects their defense. They still have a dynamic defense. And it's going to, you know, with all the injuries that the Jets have, I think it's negligible. So 49ers at 5,000 is the, uh, the final play here. We'll see how I do, but I'm really confident in this lineup, and and yeah, I, I really like it. So we'll uh, we'll touch base on it uh, after week two. Now it's time for the Burke and Mizdawiz Malkabon Stars of the Week. Let's see who they are. All right, the first position we'll get to is quarterback. I'm doing three players from each position. So at quarterback, I have Dak Prescott against Atlanta. We already talked about it in the uh, FanDuel lineup. Just an amazing matchup, and if Dak Prescott doesn't uh, blow it up here, I don't know where he will. So 
uh, especially with all those weapons he has. Uh, I'm going with Dak Prescott. I think the only thing that can sabotage it is if uh, Ezekiel Elliott also has a great matchup and uh, he can kind of uh, steal some of those touchdowns from Dak. But uh, again, like the matchup, he's uh, my number one star at QB. My next one is Josh Allen for the Buffalo Bills against Miami. He was really effective against the Jets. I think there's more of that against Miami. Uh, you know, defense is still a struggling defense for Miami. And Cam Newton already sh- uh, showed the week before that uh, a rushing quarterback can do some damage. And I just really like Josh Allen and what he might be capable of doing in this matchup. So I have Josh Allen as my number two. And then my number three is Aaron Rodgers uh, for the Packers against Detroit. I just think he's going to, yeah, just have not as well of a game as he had the first week. It's kind of hard to top that, but something similar, pretty close to it. I just think Detroit's really bad at defending the pass. Trubisky looked good. Aaron Rodgers is going to look even better. So going to running back, I have Ezekiel Elliott, like I just mentioned when I talked about Dak. He has a great matchup against the Falcons. I just think he runs rough shot over that defense. I need to come up with a nickname for that Falcons defense because, I mean, uh, Ezekiel Elliott and his feed me tattoo on his belly is just going to be uh, probably seeing the goal line quite a bit in this one. Uh, Miles Sanders, really like Miles Sanders against the Rams with his versatility of catching the ball and running the ball. There's not a lot of other options running back wise for the Eagles. And I, I think in any kite, uh, type of gameplay situation, Miles Sanders is going to be getting a lot of targets and volume in the running game. Number three is Ronald Jones. Uh, I know it's uh, kind of a committee, but it looks like Ronald Jones is the main back. They're playing the worst run defense in Carolina in the NFL. And I think Ronald Jones is going to just blow it up and have a huge day out of all the backs that are available. I really like Ronald Jones. And I think the only downfall is the fact that Buccaneers like the pass. Tom Brady actually has a really good matchup. He uh, was ranked number four right behind those top three, so I almost had him in my stars of the week. And, uh, yeah, I, I just really can't speak enough about this matchup, and this could be the, uh, the the best game that Ronald Jones has all year in this one. At wide receiver, I have Adam Thielen against Green Bay. He's getting all the targets for Minnesota. I think Minnesota's going to play from behind with uh, how bad their defense is. And uh, which is huge contrast to last year before they had a really dependable defense. But that's what happens when you lose a lot of players, especially in that secondary. And uh, I mean, they can't just, you know, function with just Harrison back there. So Adam Thielen is going to be getting the ball often, especially late in the game. Could get a lot of garbage time points. So he's my number one star there. I have Anthony Miller. And obviously I was thinking about Allen Robinson because he's the better receiver, but uh, Juju Smith-Schuster played in the slot the week before on Monday night, had an amazing game, proved that the Giants can't defend it. Anthony Miller is that receiver for the Bears, so I think he has an an amazing game and is someone that you definitely need to start if he's uh, on your roster. Then I have Devontae Adams. I already talked about him in the FanDuel as well. Just uh, number one receiver, getting all the targets from Rodgers. They're going to be able to pass all over this Vikings defense. And uh, he needs to be the play here. So Devontae Adams, play him. I don't need to really talk a lot about him because everyone knows how good he is and what we think of him 
as me and Burke both had him rated as the number one receiver coming into the season. Tight end, Mark Andrews, and, you know, Houston's not great at defending the tight end position, but uh, they're not the worst, but Mark Andrews is Lamar Jackson's number one target, so I think it's going to be Mark Andrews all day in this one, and he should get a lot of uh, yards, touchdowns, everything. So he, he's the play here at tight end. Uh, I have Hunter Henry as a second star. I really think uh, Tyrod Taylor isn't uh, isn't an efficient passer. Uh, I think Hunter Henry can really help him out. I think they realized after the last game that they're going to need to incorporate him even more. And I against Kansas City especially, who's not great at defending the tight end all the time, Hunter Henry can have a big game. And uh, again, they're going to be behind, so they're going to need someone to pass to a lot and I, I think that will be Hunter Henry. And then Evan Ingram is my number three tight end. Playing Chicago. Chicago's defense was a little disappointing last week, but even when they weren't, they, you know, tight end usually eight uh, against that defense. And Evan Ingram's uh, big play guy was quiet against Pittsburgh, but I don't see that continuing. I think uh, in this matchup he's going to have a big day be Daniel Jones' main target, and he's worth starting in all formats. Moving on to the defense, I have Steelers against the Broncos. Broncos have a lot of injuries. Offensive line, I just that Steelers front seven just is going to eat that offensive line alive. I don't like the matchups on the tackles to Dupree and Watt. I think a lot of turnovers are going to happen. So I have the Steelers as my defense. Uh, 49ers I have as you know the Jets, and we talked about that. Uh, earlier as well. Jets have a lot of injuries. I think it uh, cancels out the 49ers injuries on defense and the 49ers are just going to just yeah dominate the Jets and their offense in this one. So they're they're actually uh, one of the obviously the top play and uh, if you can afford them or they're you have them as your defense you can start them with confidence without even thinking twice about it. Bills against Miami I just really like the Bills' defense. I think they're great. I like what they did against the Jets, but I think everyone will like what their defense looks like against the Jets. But I don't think Miami's that much better. So uh, they're they're pretty young, and I get that it's Miami. So actually, I would have put the Bills higher if it wasn't at Miami. But uh, I think the Bills' defense will get you know a, uh, they'll get a lot of sacks, and I actually think they'll be able to score in this one. So. Those are my uh, top three on defense. We'll see how they do. We'll definitely revisit it and uh, see maybe where uh, we hit the nail on the head and where we kind of maybe fell short. But uh, if you have any of these guys in your lineup, they're must-starts, and you don't even have to think twice about it. So good luck, and we'll see what happens. That will do it for the Burke and Ms. The Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Get your lineups in. Check Sunday morning for injuries. Make sure you're starting a healthy and complete lineup. And uh, we'll be back next week to hopefully talk about your victory. And if you're a gambling person, hopefully uh, you walk away from this week uh, a little richer. So take care, and we'll, we'll be talking soon.